The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. You've got the H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on those dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or the third-row seating gets your whole family in to experience the thrill together. The dual wireless charging pads make sure that no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead cell phone. Think about those adventurous activities you can do, like me taking a ski trip up with the family, maybe going on a camping expedition, anything and everything. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Are you looking for a new basketball shoe? If so, this is Gary Parrish here to tell you that the New Balance 2-Way V4 features the groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Every step feels explosive and dynamic, and the upper construction features a lightweight textile that's supportive and breathable. So whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the 2-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the 2-Way at newbalance.com. It's Gary Parrish. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting dodo birds and leaky black. David Cobb is here with me. If you're watching on YouTube, smash the like button like you're Brandon Davies. You have consent. If you haven't yet subscribed to CBS Sports College Basketball YouTube channel, also do that while you're here. Let's get into it. Some not-so-great news out of Kansas over the weekend. Former five-star prospect Artario Morris has reportedly been suspended from the program. And according to the Kansas City, Kansas City Star, an allegation that is quite serious has been made against him. David Cobb handled the story for CBSSports.com over the weekend, so I'm going to let him talk you through it momentarily. But first, just quickly, if you don't mind, we have a word from our partner. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, David Cobb, you handled the story over the weekend. It's a big headline for college basketball in the month of September, if only because it is a former five-star prospect in the class of 2022 who has enrolled at a blue blood program and is expected to be a part of the team that is expected to be the preseason number one. Kansas is the favorite in the betting markets to win the 2024 NCAA tournament. Arteria Morris suspended. I'll let you walk folks through exactly what happened or at least uh, our understanding of what has happened to date. Yeah, I think the discussion starts off with a big shout out to Shreyas uh, Lada of the Kansas City Star because my guy is out here filing public records requests, calling attorneys and doing the, the legwork on a really, really difficult story at a time when he's also balancing college football reporting duties. Shreyas, I have been there. Uh, that is an unenviable position. You break a huge story like this and then the very next day, Kansas football almost goes and loses to the worst FBS team in the country in Nevada. Uh, you're juggling a lot right now, but uh, fantastic work by Shreyas to get out what I think is going to become an increasingly significant story in college basketball over the coming weeks. Uh, there is an allegation that uh, on campus at Kansas in late August, uh, a woman was uh, allegedly raped in the uh, athletic dorm where uh Two basketball players were listed as witnesses. A third was listed as other. And the strong insinuation here is that Arterio Morris 
uh, is uh, accused of uh, rape. And essentially, this would be strike two because, Gary, you can get into this and, and how it all played out at Texas last year, but he was accused of assault as a freshman at Texas, but never suspended. And it's painfully ironic and, and probably no coincidence that he had actually settled that matter in Texas the day before word of all this comes out. And you got to think that was some work on behalf of his attorney to say, you know what, uh, something really bad is about to come out about my client. I need to go ahead and get this other thing taken care of, lest this new issue begin to influence the way the current case is being looked at. And maybe there's not as much mercy in case number one after case number two comes to light. So that's sort of the the, the situation, I suppose. There's a whole lot more detail here, uh, a lot of implications for both Kansas basketball and for Arterio Morris, uh, but a, a, an unfavorable situation to say the least, uh, especially when you consider that the Jayhawks lost a couple of commitments from freshmen over the summer. And if for whatever reason, Arterio Morris is not able to be a part of this team, from an on-court standpoint, you start looking around and say, what, we were going to redshirt Zach Clements, uh, but now I'm not so sure that's really in the cards because he's all of a sudden, you know, your number eight or number or number nine, number nine player on this roster. So tough situation for Bill Self. It obviously is, um, and I, I guess I should say. Well, first, I want to echo what you said about the Kansas City Star, but from a different perspective. I also impressed by that. Also, tip my hat to that. Not just because it's a beat writer covering multiple sports, although I recognize that is difficult. Um, I was very lucky when I was a, a beat writer at the Commercial Appeal newspaper um, covering Memphis basketball. I only covered Memphis basketball. I would help with Tiger football sometimes, but this is that's one of the few papers at the time that had a Memphis basketball beat writer and a Memphis football beat writer. They were two totally different people. So I got to focus 12 months a year on one sport for the most part. Um, at most papers, um, that's not the case. So yes, it is impressive to be able to do this while you're juggling right in the middle of a football season. Even more than that, here's what I'm impressed by. Local reporters at local papers chasing controversial stories, chasing stories that I- I'm sure on some level, the school wouldn't more, would rather not be out there. The fans are going to turn on you, start asking you, why are you trying to bring down Coach Self? And I like... To be above that and just say, I'm just here to do a job. My job is to cover this basketball program. This is part of that basketball program. Um, I respect that immensely. And I hope, I hope when, and maybe I'm just living in a pretend world here. I hope when Kansas fans read that story on Friday night, they went, I'm upset that this has happened within our program. Um, I'm impressed by the reporting as opposed to kill the messenger. Um, the messenger in this case did a tremendous job to get this information, to get this story nailed down as well as it's nailed down. And so that's um, that's good journalism, as they say. And um, all credit goes to to hey, everybody Gary, who had a role in getting that story published. You know, when uh, you were the Tiger basketball beat writer at the Commercial Appeal, I was like in, in middle school and, and reading reading your work at the, at the kitchen table every morning in the paper. That's 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 both um, that's both something that puts a smile on my face and then makes me go. Oh no. Cause you know, I can remember like when I was in high school, um, I would go, they had a paper, like they have a paper stand, the commercial appeal paper stand. We weren't subscribers to the commercial appeal, but they had a little paper stand should have been subscribers, but me and my buddy, Chris Klein shouts to Chris Klein. We would walk to this little paper stand and, uh, he'd get a quarter. I'd get a quarter and we put in the 50 cents and we would then share the paper and I would read Jeff Calkins every morning. And then Jeff became a friend. Like Jeff's one of my closest friends now. So I've had that relationship with somebody else. Just like mm-hmm. I was the young guy looking up and going, "Ah, it's neat that I." And now I'm the now I basically now I'm I'm the Jeff Calkins of your generation. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not the Jeff Calkins of your generation, but I am. Uh, I'm older. I'm bald. Well, we're all doing the best we can. We're all doing the best we can. That's the proper way uh, to put it. So anyway, congrats to the Kansas City Star. Terrific work. Um, this is a big deal because. Arterio Morris is a five-star prospect. He did play, you know, average 12 minutes a game. He's a rotation player for a Texas team that was very good last season. Expected to be a rotation player for this Kansas team that's preseason number one heading into this season. Um, I do have him projected, even independent of this, coming off the bench. The starting lineup is probably Dewan Harris, Nick Timberlake, Kevin McCuller, KJ Adams, Hunter Dickinson. You still got a five-star freshman and Marco Jackson and other nice pieces on the bench. My point being... 
With Arterio Morris, I had Kansas number one. Without him, I also have Kansas number one. It does not make me think that anybody should be elevated above the Jayhawks, but clearly it's a it's a piece you thought you were going to have that now you, now you might not have. Um, that's, that's not ideal, particularly this close to the season. Um, as for exactly how she, Kansas should handle this, I think they're handling it perfectly so far. Um, you know, like we don't know much about these allegations right now. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. We don't know much about these allegations right now, do we? No, we don't. Okay. We just, we, it appears, and I can't emphasize the word appears m- enough. It appears that Arterio Morris's ongoing suspension is tied to a sexual assault allegation that was made in a facility that that is that is where Kansas basketball players and some other students, but Kansas basketball players stay. Yeah, the alleged incident was between 4.30 and 5.30 a.m. on August the 26th at McCarthy Hall, which is just right down the street from Allen Fieldhouse and has two other men's basketball players as witnesses. Kansas City Star has confirmed that Morris is the subject of a new allegation. His suspension coincides with this investigation. Clearly, the the dots have been connected on their end, but you know there, there's still a lot, a lot of legal due process to play out here before he's even charged, uh, mind you. He, he's, yeah. from, from what we can infer, just a suspect, perhaps right. at this point. And um, yeah, we're, we're we're connecting some dots. The Kansas City Star connected some dots, but again, it appears emphasis on the word appears that Arturio Morris's suspension is tied to a sexual assault allegation made against him. That's the way this appears, and certainly nobody has disputed that or refuted that. If it is in fact as it appears, it is the second serious allegation made against him in a span of fourteen months. This is the point I made in the top 25 and one that was updated earlier today. Um, in June 2022, before he enrolled, before he played for the University of Texas, he was accused in a physical, he was accused of being in a physical altercation with an ex-girlfriend. The police report states the woman was left either bruised or um, scratched. There was certainly some physical, there was some injuries on her body that suggested she had been in in an actual physical altercation. So something happened. What? I'm not sure, but it is true that that case, he was charged with a misdemeanor and it was settled according to the attorney very recently. And I don't know whether the timing of that is intentional or coincidental, coincidental rather. Um, I just know that the attorney says, Oh yeah, we got that thing wrapped up yesterday. Now we're dealing with this thing. What? Mm-hmm. Either way, mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. What? Yeah. Wow. What? What about that timing? Anyway. Go yeah, ahead. but the timing is interesting, as you point out. I would just say, um, innocent till proven guilty. I'm fine with that in the legal system. I don't want to throw Arterio Morris in jail right now. All right, but I do not think he should be representing the Kansas Jayhawks in a very public way under these circumstances. Innocent till proven guilty, sure, but I'll just keep this simple. When two different women who presumably don't know each other at all both accuse you of very serious things within a 14-month span, um, that's concerning and the type of thing that would, I think, lead to Kansas or any other university with standards uh, to removing him from the program, at least temporarily until you can get things straightened out. And at this point, while acknowledging, I'm not sure where this will go. um, I, I, I don't see how Kansas could, could allow him to play um, until this is resolved in a, in a suitable manner. And so he deserves, and and maybe not ever. In fact, maybe, maybe we might reach the point where we go. It's crystal clear to everybody. He can never represent that university. It's a hard question to answer right now because we still have to see how all this plays out. But if it goes in a bad direction for Arterio Morris, does the Kansas basketball program deserve a little bit of scrutiny for opening the door to him in the first place, given the fact that he had been accused of violence towards a woman uh, in a case that was still ongoing at the time that he committed to Kansas uh, just over a, a year ago now? Because Texas obviously didn't take the situation very seriously. He played in all 38 games and was a pretty serious rotational contributor for them first under Chris Beard. 
irony there. And then under Rodney Terry, uh, Kansas though had a chance to, to sort of look at this situation and maybe uh, reassess at a time when there were still dozens of players available in the portal. And they said, no, that's our guy, right? Like we're going to, we're going to open the door for you and have you come in here. I mean, everybody in life deserves second chances, right? I mean, I'm so grateful for the second chances that I've received. Uh, but is there some culpability here? If, if this goes in a bad direction uh, on Kansas's behalf for opening the door to, to a person who clearly had some yellow flags. Yes. Yes. I mean, that, that's the simple answer. Now I can expand on it, but the, the simple answer is yes. Um, Although I understand what happened here. I get it. Uh, imagine you're Kansas. Imagine you're Bill Self. Now, I want to I be clear. I, I don't think I would have enrolled Arterio Morris if I were Kansas. But I also don't get paid millions of dollars to win basketball games. And I'm always aware of that. It's e- very easy for me to sit here in a home studio and say, I would never enroll this person because it's not my job to try to win basketball games, right? If, if my livelihood depended on winning basketball games, I might comp- compromise my standards a bit. Coaches do it all the time. But so I can I can understand what happened here. And I promise you this is what happened. Arterio Morris is transferring. He's a former five-star prospect. And yeah, he had the incident. But like, I'm on like, that's just going to get handled. It's just going to be they'll reach a deal. It'll be no big deal um, in the legal system. All right. Plus, he just played 38 games at a Big 12 school. I'm a Big 12 school. He just played 38 games at a Big 12 school. Now I'm supposed to take the stand. Well, he can't play for my Big 12 school. He just played 38 games for that Big 12 school, and nobody seemed to care. So why, what's the big deal if he plays 38 games for my Big 12 school? That's how this happens. If he never played at Texas, it becomes very difficult for Kansas to, to do this. But once he played 38 games at Texas, it's almost like, well, if he can play there, he can play here. Bring him on. But when you do that, you got to hope everything goes smoothly. And when it doesn't, then people start asking the same questions you're asking, which is like, yo, why did you bring this guy to big to campus to begin with? There was a player at Mississippi state. You might remember his name better than I, I think he's it, is Jeffrey Simon Simmons in the NFL now. Right. Yeah. Okay. Like, Titans, yeah. Like he beat the hell out of a woman on camera when he was in high school. Google it. Beat her to pieces. I, I don't want to just Google it. You can find it. It's out there. He beat, he beat a woman, he was punching a woman. It's on camera. All right. And Mississippi State enrolled him. And I remember talking about this at the time. And I should say it went well. He did well at Mississippi State. Then he's in the NFL. Everything's been fine. Right. But I remember at, the, at that time going, I, if I were Dan Mullen, I wouldn't do this. Because if this guy gets on your, you can explain that incident away as best you can. And there were people doing that at the time. Well, what you have to understand is he was after his mama or somebody was after his sister. Or there was some like, what would you do? And I was like, I don't know. I wouldn't just uh, jump on top of a woman and start beating her with a closed fist. I mean, I'd do something short of that. But there was a lot of rationalizing and justifying. And I just remember thinking this. It'll be fine as long as it's fine. But if this guy goes to Starkville and beats up a woman, Dan Mullen will pay for his job with this. Because you like, well, you never could have seen this coming. Yeah, you could have. I saw him on YouTube beating up a woman. What do you mean I couldn't? It's one thing when you bring somebody to campus, they don't have no track record, and then they just they get caught up in some bad stuff. It's like, how would we know? But this guy's been in bad stuff. Again, the police were called. They came out. They did a police report in June 2022. It said this woman, who's an ex-girlfriend, had either bruises or scratches, one of the two. They didn't distinguish between the two based on what I read, but like she's 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 injured. There's, there's evidence that she's been in a physical altercation with a man. That's a real thing. When you bring that guy on campus, as long as it goes well, it'll go well. But when something happens that falls under this same umbrella, hold up. In June 2022, he allegedly, uh, you know, got physical with a woman. And then in August 2023, he allegedly sexually assaulted a woman. Well, now you've got innocent until proven guilty I'm, again. But like that's two. That's too- yeah, isn't it amazing what that fifth star can get you? What you can that, get that's, away that's, with? That's part of this too. There's no question that's part of this. It's four star prospect Arterio Morris. You know, maybe he sits a couple of games at Texas last season. If he's three star prospect Arterio Morris, does he ever see the floor at Texas? If he's walk on Arterio Morris, he's dismissed the moment the allegation occurs. Of course, five star Arterio Morris though, and uh, here he is on chance number two at a Big Twelve program and. And things are not going well. That's uh, the the Brandon Miller effect, if you will. 
Alabama makes a calculated decision last season that it's worth the, uh, the hit to their moral high ground to continue playing somebody with a connection to a fatal shooting. And they and if got Brandon the- Miller averaged three points a game. He would have never kept playing under those circumstances. They would have at least pulled them out of competition temporarily. Yeah, but I that, believe that, at least I believe that that fifth star, man, it can, it can cover a lot of ills. It can cover a lot of ills. Uh, and he was five-star prospect, Brandon Miller. It's uh, yeah, it's not the first time we've seen this, but it's, uh, it's something you can't deny. Yeah. So like if I were Kansas, Again, they don't have to play a game tomorrow, so it's fine. You can let this play out and see where it goes. And I'm confident they have a better understanding at this moment than of what they believe happened or didn't happen than we do. Um, you can just suspend them indefinitely for now. But unless I – and I don't care about criminal charges. You get into this all the time. People are like, well, you know, is it? I don't care. Do I believe the person did it or not? You know, and if I'm if I'm a part of that Kansas Athletic Department and I believe this guy – um, actually sexually assaulted a woman or at least put himself in a situation where we're dealing like, I don't know. I don't think I, I don't think I'd want to move forward with this guy. Like, you know, you, you, before your freshman year at Texas, you were accused of domestic violence before your sophomore year at Kansas, you were accused of sexual assault. What's the likelihood that this is the last thing we got to deal with. I think if I were Kansas, as talented as the young man might be, I'd say we can win a national championship without you. And frankly, I'd rather try to do it that way, even if we don't. Because yeah. if we try to win a national championship with you, you're going to be part of the story. Well, I had him as the sixth man when I did my Kansas yeah. roster outlook this offseason. Six or seven, but I would think. On their foreign tour, you mentioned the four starters who are pretty much locked in. Harris, McCuller, Adams, and, T- and uh, Dickinson. Right. But for that fifth starting slot, which I guess is probably the shooting guard position or a wing spot or, or however you want to term it, it was either going to be El Marco Jackson, the freshman, uh, Nick Timberlake, the Towson transfer, who's a good shooter, or it was going to be Arterio Morris. And on their foreign tour, each of those three guys got one start. So it was it appeared as though Arterio Morris was in the running for that fifth starting position for Kansas. And if not, he was going to be a, a source of offensive uh, firepower off the bench. So not an insignificant loss when, as I mentioned, they've already seen a couple of high profile departures from their signing class. And this could eventually lead to them being down to just 10 scholarship players with a couple of those being uh, Parker Braun, uh, the Santa Clara transfer and brother of former Kansas star Christian Braun. And then the other one would be the international prospect who they signed late, Johnny Furphy. All of a sudden, this is kind of starting to look like a little bit like a, a John Calipari Kentucky roster where they got open scholarships and they're throwing the thing together at the, at the 11th hour. And uh, the high end talent is really, really, really high. But you're looking around at the depth and thinking, okay, uh, how did we un- end up in this position? That's right. Like, yes, we could look up in. Uh- you know, January and Dewan Harris has turned to ankle and you're like, God, wouldn't it be nice to have Arturio Morris now? Because even if he was just going to be our sixth man or our seventh man, now we're down a lead guard and we need another one. Yes. There's a chance that this could uh, be problematic, but you know, two serious allegations against you in such a short amount of time. One before your freshman season, one before yourself. I don't know. I, I I'm, this ain't nothing we got to decide today. And if I were Bill Self, that's what I'd be telling my administration. This ain't nothing we got to decide today. We probably got to make some sort of call at some point, but it ain't today. So let's not worry about it today. He's suspended. And that's all anybody's asking us to do right now. But I don't know. Like if, if you were hoping the guy would. What's Perry? I'm sorry. What's Perry Ellis doing? Perry Ellis. Let's see what, let's see what Perry, Perry Ellis was in school for 40 years and was never accused of anything like this. All right. He managed to do 40 years at Kansas without being accused of anything serious like this. And he's still got his COVID year, right? Like call him up. And he's still got his COVID year. Uh, Arturo Morris has got a, a much less impressive track record. Hadn't even started his second year in college, but is already facing his second serious allegation made by a young woman. It's a problem. I think I'd move on. I think I would move on. Because even if you bring him back, let's say he suspended the first 10 games of the season, you bring him back, you know this stuff works. You get in the NCAA tournament, you're in the second round, and then he pops off and goes for 22. You know what people are now saying? Should he even be on the team? Let's go take it to HBO Real Sports. You know, I go ahead, you know, do you wanna do you wanna muddy your national championship aspirations by having this guy on the team? that everybody's going to bring back up. He's been accused of two. Wherever this goes in the criminal system, I don't know. This will forever be true. Two different women 
before his sophomore year of college have accused him of very serious things. One of getting physical with her and the other of, of sexual assault. Do you want that? If you want, if you don't care, then just tell me you don't care. I don't think I would want that. Not to mention that if you bring him back that like, Hey, you're big on numbers. Like what's the averages on this? This guy's getting one a year, right? So he's going to get through the rest of his college career without causing you another negative headline. I mean, maybe, but I wouldn't bet on it. I would, I think I'd move on with you and I got nothing else to add. I think that covers it. Good period. New paragraph. Second question for you. Dead leg. You remember dead leg, don't you? Matt Norlander. I think he's in Easily. Iceland now or on his way. So um, before he left for Iceland, he did a, uh, there's 50 days left until the start of the regular season. So it's like 50 notes and storylines, things to look forward to. One of those types of things. He published it, cbssports.com. It got me thinking, what is either the biggest or your favorite, and they might be both, storyline heading into the season that is now, you know, as Norlander points out, just right around the corner. I'm going to ask David Cobb that next, but first a word from our partners. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Before we get to that, somebody in the chat points out that Christian Brown, Braun is actually Christian Brown, like the color brown, which is true. But I was not going to correct you, David, because I feel this is that's the most ridiculous. It's not the most ridiculous name in the world, but I felt like this. For a while now, you shouldn't just be able to spell your name B R A U N and then say it's Brown. I mean that that is out. Did I mispronounce? Yeah, you said Christian Braun because that's exactly the way it's spelled, but it is pronounced. I mean, I knew, and you probably knew it, but it's still like when I write it in my notes all the way back to you know when he was at Kansas, I would always write Christian Brown as opposed to Braun. Just I would write it B R O W because that's the way I just want to read it the way you're supposed to say it. But it's outrageous. It'd be like, my name is Gary Parrish. What if you said, what if you said, um, Gary, how do you spell your name? And I said, uh, first or last? And you said last. And I said, uh, P-A-R-R-I-S-H. And you said, oh, okay, Gary Parrish. And I said, no, 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 it's Gary Yellow. <laughs> You'd be like, well, P-A-R-R-I-S-H does not spell yellow. I know, but I'm Gary Yellow. It's the same thing they've done, this Brown family. Boise, how do you yeah, spell that's crazy. Name? No, it- B R A U N. Oh, oh, so you Christian Braun. No, Christian Brown. There is no scenario well, where also, be spelled, that doesn't that doesn't spell Brown. What are we talking about? And the baseball player Ryan Braun established that name in the athletic hemisphere as Braun before Christian Brown and Parker Brown were even a twinkle in their parents' eyes. So I mean, there's just sort of a default there. So, but that's on me. I'll take the L there. Um, but yeah, no, I Anyway, I've just this whole podcast has just been a total failure on my part now. No, so. no, 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 no. I just wanted to like I'm on your side. I want to make that clear. I'm on your side. I, I will call Christian Brown you know, Brown you, because I it's it's, yeah. it's 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 been banged into my head. But if anybody ever calls him Braun, it's his own fault or his parents' fault or his grand somewhere in that family, they decided to take something that clearly spells Braun and say it's Brown. And if people mispronounce it your entire life, then that's on you. You've, you're, it's, a, you've, it's a family decision you guys made incorrectly, I think. Well, you know, another one that uh, gets me or that got me growing up, that we somebody who we talked about already on the show, who I had no reason to ever hear his name pronounced was Jeff Calkins. It's spelled G-E-O-F-F. And when you're like 11 years old and you're like, weird, his name is Geoff. Like, why is his name Geoff? <laughs> Like, yeah, but at least Jeff is like a, kind of at least, but the, to it, like if you, if I gave that to my six year old, he'd be like, gee, I'd say sound it out. Cause we're like, he's six and we're now doing 
um, you know, we're sounding out words. We're doing spelling words every night. And if I said spell that out, he would never get Jeff out of that. So I, but like you could look at that and go, yeah, but I know as an adult, I have come to realize some people do spell Jeff that way. Just like my little boy's name is Louie, L-O-U-I-S. He gets introduced as Louis all the time, which I told his mother would be the case. And she argued with me and guess who was right again? I mean, I'm not trying to make a big deal out of it, but get, here's the actual true story. And this is going to tie Jeff Calkins back into it. So we're going through baby names, all right, for our, 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 our little guy and our last guy. And uh, the way um, my at first on our first child, it was like, hey, look, we got to think of a baby name. And then you would brain. So we'd sit down together. We'd be like, pour a drink. Let's go through baby names. And it was a it was a partnership. And then you learn, at least I learned as a father, nothing I say matters doesn't matter what I want at all. All right. So I can participate in this, but nothing I say matters. All right. This is a theme, right? Well, as a father, as a, I just learned, maybe this is unique to me as a father. Now I'm in a family of nothing. I want matters ever anymore. Yesterday we were coming home from baseball field and my wife said, are you hungry? She said, how do you feel about stopping to eat? Now she said, are you hungry? And I said, no, I'm not hungry. She said, do you want to stop to eat? I said, no, not really. We've been at a baseball field all day, but um, you know, whatever. She said, but you're not hungry. I said, no. And you know what she said three minutes later? I think we're going to go to Cracker Barrel. Where would, that's the last place you would take somebody who just told you you're not hungry. They're not hungry. How do you go from? Yeah, but at least you can play the little table games. You can play the, the thing with the, the triangle with the T. I do like that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, of course I do. And yeah. I, I will, but I don't sit there and yeah, you I don't can, sit there and frustrate myself. You know what I do? I sit down at the Cracker Barrel chair. I get the little thing, call up YouTube, and then I find the how to do it. And then I just copy it and I show my kids and I look smart. That's no way to, to strain your mind, though. The whole purpose of that is for you to get your mind to work out before you eat. My mind's but the, also, the other, my mind's the other good thing about like. Cracker Barrel, you, you could have gotten your, your Christmas shopping done for your, for, your, for your mom and for your wife and, I mean, for, for everyone at, at Cracker Barrel and that nice little gift shop they have. I just couldn't understand. I couldn't believe. And by the way, that's the only – so my wife starts laying out the things. Louie, where do you want to go? And uh, she's like uh, – this place or this place or this place or this place or Cracker Barrel. And he's like, Cracker Barrel, what is that? And she's like, you know, it's the place. It's um, They got the rocking chairs out front. And he goes, oh, is that the place where they sell all the candy in the front of the store? And she said, yes. And so now get, that's how we ended up at Cracker Barrel because he wanted the candy in the front of the store. That's the hook, right? I just didn't understand. Mm-hmm. I ask you, um, are you hungry? No. Okay, let's go to Cracker Barrel. What? What did we just do? Why would you even ask me? If I'm hungry, if my answer is going to have no impact whatsoever on your decision making, just say, hey, I don't know whether you're hungry or not. Also, doesn't matter. We're going to Cracker Barrel. I hope you'll enjoy playing the little golf tee game. Right. But to say, well, I hope you'll see it, it'd be like, it'd be like saying, hey, David, you want to talk about, um, you want to talk about Purdue? And you say, literally, the last thing on earth I want to do is talk about Purdue. And I say, okay, cool. I got to ask you about Zach Eady. You'd be like, what? The, what did you even do that for? So, it, it, all right. Now I'm just complaining. Here's the point. So, uh, with my wife and we're going, uh, we're going. So, the f- first kid, it's like, eh, let's sit down and we'll talk it through. I learned very quickly nothing I say matters. So, we reached a partnership. It was a strategy. I said, you just come up with names and then you bring them to me when you'd like it. And I'll just say, I like it or don't like it. That way I don't have to be involved in the process because you don't care what I think. So just bring it to me and then I'll say, I like that or I don't like that. So she brings me Louie. I said, I like Louie, but how are you How are you going to spell it? She said, L-O-U-I-S. I said, okay, that's cool. She said, you know, like Louie, like Louis Vuitton, like the French origin. I said, that's great. Um, we live in Mississippi. He will be called Louis his entire life. She said, why? why, why? No, people know, people know it's Louie. People in Mississippi know that L-O-U-I-S is a silent S. You're, I love you. Respect, you're wrong. He will get called Lewis. No, he won't. Yes, he will. His name's Louis Daniel Parrish. He's born in the middle of basketball season. Jeff Calkins has a radio show on 92.9 in Memphis to circle back to this. And he wants to announce that we just had our baby because he was premature and people didn't know. We didn't even tell people we were pregnant with this pregnancy. And um, so nobody even knows I've had a baby. And Jeff's going to ask. He says, can I announce it on uh, the show? People are happy for you. I said, of course you can announce it. He said, what's the name again? I texted to him. Jeff Cocker goes on radio. You know what he says? Just want to congratulate Gary and Kelly on the birth of the little baby, Louis Daniel Parrish. 
Lewis Dane. And he's not, he, he's Ivy League educated. Now there is, and he's from Harvard, Jeff Calkins. And even he, when he saw that name, L-O-U-I-S, he assumed it was Lewis instead of Louie. So this is something we deal with. I mentioned baseball tournaments. And now batting, number 20, Lewis Perry. Okay. Here's, here's the deal. I understood it would happen for all the reasons I've already explained, but I also am comfortable with it happening because it makes total sense. There is Louis C.K. spelled just that same way, or there's Louis Gossett Jr. spelled the exact same way. That's confusing. B-R-A-U-N is not brown according to anybody other than this family. It's outrageous behavior. Is he going to be Lou long-term? Is it just going to be Lou? I call him Louie. I, I mean, I call him Lou. I call him Lou, L-O-U. I just think it's funnier, too, calling a little six-year-old Lou. It sounds like such an old name, Lou and Ralph. Like if I was calling him Ralph, come on, Ralph. Ralph, get your shoes on. I think Lou is funnier. I kind of like, but I also call it, I just like it. I like Lou better than Louie. But Louie's a lot. Nobody mispronounces Lou. You put L-O-U in front of anybody, you're going to get Lou. You put L-O-U-I-S in front of anybody, you could get Louie. You could get Louis. You put B-R-A-U-N in front of any normal person, you should get Braun. But with this family, you get Brown. I'm on your side, David Cobb. That's the point I was trying to make. Man, I feel I feel vindicated. The, that 10-minute tangent vindicated me and validated the way that I mispronounced his name. So I thank you for being in my corner. I'm in your corner. Always, always. I like Christian Brown as a, as a player. I just, that name is ridiculous. Anyway. So dead leg, you remember him? Yeah. Okay. He's either on his way to Iceland or he's in Iceland doing whatever it is you do in Iceland. But before he did this thing on 50 stories and things and things to be excited about. And one point he does make is like the things we actually get excited about once the store, once the season starts, they ain't ever the things you think you're going to be. I mean, they, sometimes they are, I guess, but often they're not. For instance, Zach Eady wasn't even a preseason All-American last season. He became the National Player of the Year, biggest story in the sport. We didn't see that coming. Nobody did. I mean, somebody might have, but it wasn't us. So acknowledging this could go any different, it could go any number of directions once the season starts. But heading into it, based on the way you look at things, what is the big, if somebody said, what's the biggest story in college basketball heading into the season? For instance, if we were doing this heading into the 2006-07 season, easy. Florida Gators are returning everybody from a team that won the national championship. Can they repeat? Biggest story in the sport. What's the biggest story in the sport heading into this season? Absolutely could be Bronny James. At USC. Now he may not play. He's got serious health concerns here that could impact his basketball future, and maybe it's it's a non-story. If he does play at USC, USC is going to be good, probably with or without Bronny James. If a good USC team is trotting out the son of LeBron James onto the floor every night while playing in ranked matchups, that's going to overtake the sport in terms of the way it leaks into other facets of society, much like we're seeing with Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, at Colorado right now in college football, where the ratings are surpassing that of Alabama, Texas for Colorado football. Bronny James could be that for college basketball. He could transcend the normal lines of, of the sports fanhood into pop culture, NBA uh, sports at large, if he's able to play this season and he may not be, but if he is to me, that's the biggest story in the sport. I think it could be. Although I think the most likely scenario is he's a role player at USC, and it's hard to be a um, a big a, a massive story if you're a role player. Although I acknowledge there's going to be like a lot of attention on everything he does because he's super famous. I mean, I, th I think this is maybe true. Ronnie James might be the most famous college basketball player in the country. Is that is that yeah? I mean, I think even with the national player of the year back, I think Bronny James might be the most famous college basketball player. Who exist, but I don't know. Like, I don't know if you can be the biggest story in the sport unless you're also the best player on your team. Like Shadir Sanders is becoming one of the biggest players in college football, but it's not just because he's a famous guy's son. It's because he's a Heisman Trophy candidate, right? But but, but certainly the Bronny James thing is going to be big. First off, like, is he going to play? When's he going to play? When's he gonna, all that stuff? And then like, he's on the court. How's it going? Big story, no doubt. I still think. The biggest story heading in the season is Purdue. I think can Purdue get where it hasn't been since 1980? 
with a guy coming back as the unanimous national player of the year after losing as a one seed to a 16 seed? Can they bounce back from that? Can Edie repeat as national player of the year and can Purdue pull a Virginia and go from losing to a 16 to winning the whole thing? To me, that's I'll make, I'll make you a bet. If Bronny James appears in 20 or more games for USC this season, I'm willing to bet that in the top 100 most read articles at cbssports.com at season's end, Bronny James will have a significantly higher representation than Purdue, Zach Eady, Mac, oh, that's Matt fair. or anything. So if you were just trying to, who's going to maximize page views for cbssports.com, si.com, ESPN.com, that college basketball player will be Bronny James, not Zach Eady, not Purdue. Yeah, that, I mean, I that's think the that's, yeah, I think, I think, I think that's probably fair. No, I mean, it depends what lens you're looking at it from. If you're looking at it from the uh, college basketball diehard, like, no, you're you know, right. Yeah, I think absolutely. you're right. Let's, let's talk Purdue, or let's also say, hey, can FAU uh, become the Gonzaga of the East Coast or something, right? Like, let's, let's, let's go there. But overall interest, man, it's got to be Bronny. And, and again, it depends on whether or not he plays. So I think that uncertainty and, and the waiting to find out. Is he okay? Can he play? If he does play, can he be effective? Right, like all these things leading into the season with Bronny, you know, kind of, kind of add to that a little bit. I think you might be right. I, I might be overstating the Purdue thing just because I'm so interested in it. But it's possible that the casual college yep. basketball fan who doubles that as a sports fan, like they consume sports media every day, but you know they don't live and die with college basketball. They're like, yeah, why do I care about Purdue? I, I I could see that. I that to me that's the most interesting story. Yeah, I might have a blind spot for it because I'm so close to it. And as somebody who lives in this stuff every day, that's what I'm most interested in. Can Purdue be awesome again from November through Selection Sunday, and then actually take it where it's supposed to go? To me, that's the most interesting thing. On the also on the list, Florida Atlantic for the reasons you stated. Um, I think Kentucky's a big story. Like John Calipari. John Calipari, always, sure. John Calipari, I don't know if he's under real job pressure, but he is under real quality of life pressure. They need to be good. Hey, there are sometimes teams that struggle early and then get going and like, ooh, all's well that ends well. That is not a team that needs to struggle early. It'll just get so ugly and bumpy. Have you seen the buzz coming out of Kentucky about the fact that their their, uh, European big guy might not make it to campus? He was a late signee, again, kind of talked about this earlier with, Kansas roster and making the comparison, but Kentucky, as they often do under Calipari, they wait until the last second to start filling their scholarships that they have left. And they went after this, this uh, European center whose name I won't even try to pronounce, but a guy who was in some circles expected to potentially be a NBA draft prospect in 2024 and who could have been a, a real significant help for them as they navigate injury situations with Onyenso and with uh, Bradshaw and uh, with Trey Mitchell really being the only healthy big there going into the season, they got this guy from from Europe who had put up big numbers in FIBA U19 stuff. And now, all of a sudden, uh, if you go in and read and watch stuff from Travis Branham at 24-7 Sports, it kind of sounds like, hey, uh, this guy might not get here. He might not be enrolled uh, by, by the ad drop date, which I think is actually already passed in Lexington. Yeah, I mean, what, like, I don't – how about this? With or without him, I'm I'm not really changing what I think Kentucky will be. It's a depth piece. It matters. I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but I don't know that it changes what Kentucky can or cannot be on a on a macro level. I just I, I just I don't want to say there's no team in the country that needs to get off to a better start than Kentucky just to keep everything cool. Like I think it's very important for Florida Atlantic to get off to a good start, just so people don't jump on them. Because if Florida Atlantic loses some games early and then gets in a, you know, whatever AAC and mostly runs through that, people say, yeah, but what does that even mean? I think it's important for Florida Atlantic to to win some big non-league games. I think it's important for, yeah, Purdue just to say, hey, forget about FDU. This is the team we were last year. This is the team we are again. We're great. Remember how great we were last November, December, January? We are that team again. I think that's important. I think Kentucky, it's very important to get off to a good start. Um, not just to build confidence among the new players, the young players, but just to keep that, that 
that that place gets very uncomfortable very quickly if things don't go right early. I I, I think Kentucky might need as a nice of a start to that season as as anybody else um, playing college basketball. You see that we got people in the comments talking about Christian Brown's mother. Yeah, I don't. How would I you? Don't, I don't have any recollection. I mean, I I'm a there. They are. Maybe I should just Google her. Let's just look at it. See what we got. I'm curious to know your power rankings. Like, what's the order one, two with Christian Brown's mother and Amari Bailey's mother? How would you sort of odd put put the odds on that race? Well, blindly, I'm leading toward Amari (laughs) Bailey's mother, but Christian Brown's mother. She got that red dress on at the draft. I mean, one of these. Listen, can we? I didn't know I was going to be comparing mothers today. That's certainly not something I wake up wanting to do. You know, it's not something I'd like to do. But now that I've been asked, one of them is an Instagram star who dated Drake. And the other and John, one is somebody who looked really nice at the NBA draft. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? You're saying I've gone too far here because no, I think it's Amari Bailey's mother. Clearly, oh, okay, okay. (laughs) I I love Christian Brown's mother. Yeah, but it's Amari Bailey's mother. Clearly, clearly. What? What are we talking about? How many? How many Instagram followers Christian Brown's mother got? Probably. I mean, how much is an Instagram following factor into the equation here? I mean, oh, I think it has to. Okay, I think it must. I think it's Amari Bailey's mother. And then Christian Brown's mother. They both have great. I can't. We, hey, why do we have to pit women against each other? Why can't we just say they're both beautiful women and and then leave it alone? Actually, they're right. That, two beautiful women who've had who've had amazingly talented children, and at least with Amari Bailey's mother, he had, she she spells her her son's name appropriately. Like you look at Amari Bailey's spelling, and you're like, that says Amari Bailey, quite clearly. You're right. You're right what on if, all. What, all if, what if you said? What if you said? Oh, hey, what's your son's name? And she said, uh. And you said, how do you well, just spell it for me? How do you spell it? And she said, uh, first or last name. And you said, well, spell them both just so I got it right. And she said, A-M-A-R-I, last name, B-A-I-L-E-Y. And you said, oh, Amari Bailey. And she said, no, Amari Brown. You'd be like, what? That does not spell Brown. But that's what Christian Brown's mom tries to do. She tried to tell us Braun spells Brown. I know it doesn't. I mean, well, I know I grow be- up public education, you know. I ain't, it, I ain't got a 35 on the ACT, but um, I know how to spell brown, and that ain't it. In her defense, it I'm assuming she she may have taken her husband's last name. So it, the, 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 the true blame here may lie with Mr. Brown. Well, then get that guy on the phone with me, <laughs> and let's talk through it, because I've had enough of this nonsense. I've had enough of this nonsense. They're both beautiful women who have raised incredible young men. We should all be so lucky, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Any other storylines? Purdue, FAU, Kentucky, we've touched on. You love Bronny James. Got it. Big storylines. Yeah, no. Kyle Filipowski, does he become the quintessential Duke villain? Does him spurning the NBA draft and coming back for year two for a Blue Devils team that should be really, really strong? I mean, to me, he's got all the ingredients there. I'm not saying he's Grayson Allen, right? Like, you know, there's a certain element of Grayson Allen being a dirty player. So maybe in that respect, it's been a while since there's been that that sort of pretty boy Duke villain. Uh, but Filipowski could be that guy. I think with them kind of taking a, a more prominent place on the national stage this year than they had last year that, yeah, we could see Kyle Filipowski become one of the faces of the sport and not necessarily all in a positive way, kind of in, in a, in a Christian Leitner love to hate him sort of way. How does Houston do moving into the big 12 reasonable story? Uh, does Gonzaga slip or remain a legitimate final four contender? Nice story. What's Rodney Terry look like in year two at Texas? Nice story. Can Hubert Davis have a bounce back season at North Carolina? Nice storyline to follow. There's a lot of stuff. I'm ready for the season. I wish it was starting tomorrow. So glad the season's not starting tomorrow. Me too, tomorrow. man. Really glad the season's not starting tomorrow. That'd be stressful. Really? Yeah, I got things I got to do tomorrow. Although I can't think of any off the top of my head. I think they're both beautiful women. That's the point I was trying to make. And for them to be able to raise such impressive young men, we could probably all learn something for them from them. 
we'll leave it there. David Cobb, you ready to leave it there? Uh, that, that sounds good to me. We've we've done enough damage for a mid-September afternoon. Yeah, I feel like we've done enough damage on a Monday afternoon. We've said we've we've probably said enough. Gonna have to answer <laughs> questions when my wife gets home. That Cracker Barrel story is 100 percent true. She looked right at me and she said, Are you hungry? And I said no. And three minutes later, she said, I guess we'll go to Cracker Barrel. What? Can you imagine telling somebody? You're not hungry, and the next thing they say to you is, we're going to Cracker Barrel? What are we doing? That's the way the conversation went. Are you hungry? No. Do you want to stop and eat? No. All right, we're going to Cracker Barrel. Do I even matter at all? Like, I don't even matter in my own family. Like, I don't even matter in my own family. Everybody in the car heard me say, I'm not hungry, and I don't want to go eat. And they said, we're going to Cracker Barrel. I've had enough. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to, to Crackerboro. My kid did get some nice candy there. So that was good. I guess I guess that makes it worth it. Shouts to Huck and Larnell. Thank you guys once again for listening to the Island College Basketball Podcast. Somebody's saying I got to get my wife a wet red dress. Should I? I want to make sure it's clear here. I was the one who was wronged. I was the one who had to go to Cracker Barrel unhungry. She should be buying me a red dress, right? I should be getting bought a red dress. It's hard to... Shouts to all the mothers, somebody points out in the chat. That's right. Mothers are amazing. Will they sometimes spell their kids' names in a somewhat confusing manner? Yes, sometimes. Will they sometimes... Take you to Cracker Barrel when you're not hungry? Yeah, sometimes. But the good outweighs the bad, David Kai. The positives outweigh the negatives. Go subscribe anywhere That's you all subscribe we to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. There's more of us than there are of them. That should be reflected in the comments. And we'll talk to you again real soon. Till then. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the show? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.